Star Wars vans and vans that are Star Wars. All kids love log. Tis the podcast log. Yes, log. Of the Star Wars Collector's Archive blog. Yes, log. Whenever the Star Wars Collector's Archive publishes a new blog, this podcast... I, I, uh, I, I went to hit record, and instead I hit hang up. <laughs> but, but now I'm recording. Steve, you there? I'm here. Yeah. Ron, are you here? I think, I think Ron's going to join us. This is our blog yeah. blog pod. We don't have yeah, any introduction. It's just the 17th one. That's all we can say. Inside, is it? You Hello? see it? Hey. Okay. Hey, Ron. So uh, I'm recording now. I went to go record, and I hit the hang up button instead. <laughs> Nice job. Your trademark is stupidity, trademark by the way. Yes, it is. It, it's uh, funny because on, on my YouTube channel, I have a similar one. I just say my ignorance is profound. But uh, <laughs> I think I should just, just make it my my, uh, my trademark is stupidity. You may hear yeah, some sound. That's not nearly as good a quote, dude. That's no. like comparing Shakespeare to like, I don't know. Mr. T. <laughs> What's that? It's like comparing Shakespeare to Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. But Mr. T, in that case, is Shakespeare. I mean, he's the Shakespeare component in that particular comparison. So. True, true. Spe- speaking of which, and we're not going to get Gargan Largan, but uh, have you ever seen uh, Mr. T tell the story of Romeo and Juliet? I haven't. It sounds magnificent, though. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so he's there, and he's, he's, it's that show, like, you Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. It's his, like, 80s uh, public service announcement. And he's, he's telling the story to these kids and he's trying to make it sound like he's making the story up. And so he's like, there are these kids called them the Mighty Midgets. And the Mighty Midgets, and he goes on and on. And at the very end he goes, I didn't make up that story. That story is written by Shakespeare. And like, the way he says William is just Shakespeare. You have to, you have to try it. And it was written by this English guy named William Shakespeare. That English dude. I thought he only wrote old-time stories. Name William Shakespeare. Name William Shakespeare. He is. And, and Steve, uh, don't worry. I'm going to get this back on track. And he had a van, so it totally ties into our topic. There, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. T was a relic of his decade and had a van. And we are going to be talking about just so much about vans. The, the primary <laughs> mystery that Steve wants to solve. Steve, what is the mystery you want to solve? Who Who is Mr. Van? <laughs> Mr. Van. <laughs> And we're not talking about my son's know, history dude. teacher, Mr. LeVan. He's a French version. <laughs> Who is Mr. Van? Who is Mr. Van, Ron? Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of Mr. Van until um, this whole topic that is the uh, subject of the blog post came up. But I, I would just, you know, guessing based on the evidence at hand, Mr. Van was a uh, company and perhaps also an actual man mm-hmm. in the 70s <laughs> that... Um, made custom vans for people who wanted custom vans. Okay, so, so how does this all tie into your amazing article, Ron? This one, not only did I actually read it before the, the show, um, I, I just, I really read it. Like, I read it very carefully. I really enjoyed it. If you haven't read it, go to it now. It's on the June 16th uh, Star Wars Collector's Archive blog. Just, how do you set this whole thing up, Ron? How do we even begin to understand Mr. Van? Begin to understand Mr. Van. And just the importance of um, vans in general. Because you've already come on the show to talk about vans. But what, what, what is it? What, what do vans mean? Well, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, in the 70s. The 70s is like one of my favorite decades, right? So 
uh, in a number of ways. But one of the trends in the late 70s was, was for custom vans, which, you know, a van being, I guess, they still make vans, but I think now they're mostly used by, like, hotels to shuttle people to the airport and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, at my job, yeah. we use vans to, to drive people around uh, to various locations. But I don't know if that many people own vans. They've kind of been replaced by the SUV or... Yeah, uh, the minivan was a thing for a while, but in the seventies you could buy a van, um, and then just deck it out, they customize it to your to your flavor, I guess, just as like a a statement of your personal style, right? Um, and you know, people trick these things out on the interior with like shag carpeting and TVs, which <laughs> doesn't sound so high tech now that right. a lot of cars have built in flat screens, but back then having a TV in your automobile. Yeah, um, I was going to say, Ron, you, there's no way that the vans you're driving for work now have water beds in them. So no, yeah. Water beds or, you know, whatever you wanted, really like anything you want to put in your, your custom van. And the idea was that, I don't know, man, if you're just like a player and you're cruising around town and you just want to, pick up some fine ladies in your car you can just have a party like right in your van without even going to your your fancy bachelor pad uh and there was like a thing if uh, probably three or four years in the 70s and uh, obviously there are whole companies including mr van that sprang up to, to service this need um you know around the same time as disco and cb radios was another big thing and you know star wars was at that same time so kind of tied into all those different trends in the 70s and then as far as i could tell like you know just disappeared in the 80s i think it just went away <laughs> so so I've been, I've been thinking about this ever since i read your article first of all i mean the amount of things that are great about vans like you have airbrush artists who are being employed at a record rate you mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. you know custom you know all these people who work on inside custom work you know lots of great interesting creative work for people doing the insides of these vans I think yeah. what must have happened, Ron, is the the sexual possibilities of vans must have been overused by people who preyed on children to the point where vans just became synonymous with stranger danger. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a couple years younger than you, Ron, and Steve is a couple decades younger than you. But I can tell you that by the time I was like seven or eight, there was not like you were trained to be afraid of vans. Even in that Mr. T video, I believe the person right, right. who tries to abduct the kid and you know, don't go with anybody. Um, like <laughs> he also really the way he says the name Gloria Vanderbilt. It's a whole other thing. So you yeah, know, like maybe like, yeah. um, seems to that maybe have sort of went away. I mean, it, it sort of went away in the same time that disco did. So all that sort of sexual license and sort of personal. You know, extreme style kind of faded away to some extent as the AIDS uh, era came up and everything but, else happened. What, is yeah. there a connection, Ron, between the CB fad and the van fad? Because... Um, I don't... I mean, I would imagine at least some vans had CBs. Um, you know, that was, a you know, your you know citizen band radio that basically right, what truckers yeah. used to talk to one another yeah. my dad had one he didn't have a van but he had one in the 70s that he used to <laughs> communicate with truckers on when we were on like road <laughs> trips it was just have you ever seen the jonathan demi movie um citizens band that's a great movie that i don't think was ever released on dvd it's just mm. an awesome movie no. but it's like basically a, a cb radio exploitation movie the same way the van <laughs> is a van exploitation movie okay, okay. um <laughs> And it, but it's Jonathan Demme, you know, who later went on to to direct, you know, 
Silence of the Lambs and whatnot. But yeah. it's one of his early movies, and it, it's really great. I don't think it was ever was on DVD, but that's a, a good exploitation movie to, to hunt down. Um, but I'm sure it overlapped to some degree, but I don't know if, like, the CB was really essential to the van phenomenon. Right. Um, I, I relate it more to, like, disco and stuff. Um, and it also reminds me, I linked to it in one of the in one of the links in the article to the episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg Brady finally Tricks gets to his bedroom. Room, right. yeah. yeah, and the first thing he does is turn it into like the lounge lizard <laughs> disco, which is totally like that. That's what like a teenage boy in the 70s would totally do. Um, so there's like this like adolescent like the you old know, fantasy of like flamboyant masculinity <laughs> going on with the uh, the van thing that's like uniquely 70s. And yeah, kind of faded away. And one thing that's interesting, I, I should have tried to do some research on this, but I don't know when like vans first became available to the regular consumer as like a a regular vehicle that you could right. purchase. And it might yeah. have been the advent of that might have been like 1975 or something, and that that kind of probably led to it. Well, the, uh, I mean, the Volkswagen had the van again, which right. Oh well, yeah, the Volkswagen van. Maybe, yeah, maybe that was one of the first ones, but that's kind of like not the van that's typically customized. The vans that are typically customized are usually like your American, right, the, big, like obnoxious looking American van. Boxes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do but think I there there's a there's a, a counterculture continuity where, and, and you see this in your article where there's the, the, the advertisement for the put me into a street van for Dodge is all like hippy dippy and everyone's got long hair and big collars and everything I do think there's some kind of 60s to 70s connection between the hippie van and then the kind of creeper Matthew McConaughey van (laughs) Matthew McConaughey jeez just lumping this guy into your your child molestation idea here um uh yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely like a, that's in that period where you're crossing over from kind of deadhead hippie stuff into sort of like glam disco stuff. Uh, I think that's probably true. I think that that comes across in that movie, The Van, which I mentioned, which is a Crown International Pictures exploitation movie. I really love Crown International's one of my favorite '70s movie outfits. Just made all these low-budget movies that I like a lot. Um, so so the next kinda... time that we're all together, Ron, can we get together and do a full-length commentary for the van where we watch it together? I think we should just watch like, I, yeah. Crown International, like Van Nuys Boulevard is another great one. Oh, I love that movie, too. Um, there's a bunch <laughs> of really good ones. Uh, and I think, you know, I, just to get off topic, I think when you watch something like Dazed and Confused, the Richard Linklater movie, everyone, yeah. when it came out, it was like, oh, it's the... American Graffiti for the 90s and it sort of was but really that's kind of like an homage to like the the Crown International kind of movies hmm. that's kind of what I think he was going for with that um, but yeah the van I mentioned it, it's a movie about a kid who you know has trouble with the ladies so he gets the custom van and he thinks that's going to make his life you know he's going to get all the all the chicks it doesn't quite turn out that way um, <laughs> and it's got a cool soundtrack with that, that there's a song called Chevy Van that um, I was gonna put the lyrics um, from that song in this in this blog post, but then I figured that was just too cheap, so I didn't do it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you know that uh, Sky will insert them here. <laughs> Ooh. 
Well, well here's, here's yeah. a fun van fact that I hadn't thought of until I researched for this episode. Do you know the origin of the word van? No. It it's completely no. ridiculous that we don't that it's just a shortened form of caravan. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. And yeah. caravan yeah. itself, it. much it's like a the town, model, right? Yeah. Uh, much like the town where uh, Steve is from, Goleta, uh, comes from an Arabic word. Except uh, Goleta uh, comes, which means a uh, ship, comes from the Arabic from Spain that way. Uh, it yeah. was actually from Old French, where they took it during the Crusades. So, like, mm. they heard it uh, in Arabic from people, a caravan, and then they just took that term for a group of desert travelers, and then they applied it to the vehicles, and then they eventually shortened it to van. So, I guess that makes sense why the Dodge Caravan is called the Caravan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, oh, makes sense. So, so oh. good, Steve. We've done what we do, okay? Well, Ron's, see, yeah, Ron's I mean, told it's... cool stories. I've talked to something stupid that no one cares about. What, what are you going to throw on for us, Steve? I mean, all I can really say is that all what you guys have just been talking about is what what Ron. You always do so well in these. Is you you kind of put some you know kind of random Star Wars merchandise within the the bigger context of what's going on in culture around it. So that I think that's basically what you guys just did. But I mean, to get into the the Star Wars aspect of it. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about the the uh, the, the 2001 <laughs> project Star Wars van. I think that that's where you start to really lead into the where Star Wars fits into all of this. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I I wanted to. Ever since finding this folder at at Fluffy slash Eddie's house with the the Mister Van stuff in it, I, I wanted to write something tying together. Um, Toys based on vans, Star Wars toys, the custom van craze, and then sort of the Mr. Van uh, promotion that no one had ever heard of, I don't think, until I, I saw that folder, right? So, um, and then I had hoped, you know, I know Yehuda Kleiman, our friend, had um, some van magazines that he uh, that he owned, and I hoped that in one of those magazines there'd be an article about Mr. Van, and that would be like totally manna <laughs> from heaven, right? Like, oh, there it is, Mr. Van. Um, but the one he had that was most applicable was this this one that I, we scanned for the article, and it's uh, from 1001 Truck and Van Ideas from, I don't know, <laughs> what year, 1978 or something, or 77 yeah. maybe. Right around and, 700, um, they're, they're really stretching, i got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, try red seats, 708. Try green seats. It's really... <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, this is November 77, so yeah. November it's like right 77, in the, yeah. Right in the, the mix of it, yeah. And it's just an article about, like, this some guy who made a... He has a, a Star Wars van, but then on one side it's like 2001 A Space Odyssey, and the other side <laughs> right. it's Star Wars, so I guess he's got, yeah. like, the high and low of sci, sci, 70s sci-fi on his... or 60s and 70s sci-fi on his van. Yeah. But the article really kind of focuses on Star Wars, and it's called The Star Wars Van. And it's just a... I just included it to just show that hey, this is a this was a thing, and so much of a thing in the '70s that it was on the covers of magazines, right? So, right. You know, if you were a, a, a consumer and you're at your magazine stand, you would see oh, Star Wars vans are a thing, you know. Um, and since I posted the article, Lance Worth, who's always a valuable commentator on Facebook, um, he posted some other magazines that he has. No Mr. Van sightings, but just some other yeah. ones. You know, so there's multiple magazines from that era that spotlighted, that spotlit um, Star Wars vans, right? And 
the idea there is just to kind of point out that this was a thing in the culture for this brief period. Um, <laughs> and because I think right now, and I see this brought up all the time when someone posts like one of the SSP vans, the Kenner vans on Facebook or whatever, people are like, oh, this is so lame. Like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> what's so random? Like, why did Kenner make a van? Well, it's like, well, right. I don't think you realize that at that time, Star Wars vans, custom vans were like a thing. On the, <laughs> on the road, right. <laughs> they were on the yeah. road. <laughs> and so yeah. you would have been aware of it, like, because you would have seen it on the magazine or there, there may have even been news stories or whatever. Um, so that's the context of those. It's not like it's completely just pulled out of some Kenner exec's butt or something. That like, There's an actual context to that. So, so yeah. Ron, Ron, I think I have a, a pretty big project for you which I think would fit within some of the work that you've been doing. Because it all hints to this fact that the Vans might be the first example of blank but Star Wars. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. like, whatever happens since 1977, whatever the <clears throat> biggest cultural trend is, there is that but Star Wars. What I'd like <laughs> to see you do, Ron, is go to the release year of every Star Wars movie and pick one item of collectible Take, for instance, 1999. I'm not going with the, the Taco Bell cup toppers. I'm going with episode one Pogs, right? Which must have existed, yeah. <laughs> right? Like the things that don't make sense or like Last Jedi fidget spinners. Like those definitely right, existed, right? right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think that this it's a valuable lesson that you're teaching us here about the SSP vans. Those were completely relevant. The people who saw them on the store knew exactly what they were. They were of the moment. I don't know, Ron. Yeah. What do you think of that of that assignment? Yeah, I guess it sort of makes sense. I don't know if I'd find Pogs and figure spinners <laughs> nearly as interesting as Vans, to be honest. Um, it's way too Todd Chamberlain to get into writing about Star Wars Pogs. Right. <laughs> he probably has like boxes of those. Okay, but, um, but then what, what's like like what's the equivalent for 1980 and 1983? You know, that, that's what I, I wonder. I don't know. Like, what's the, the most 1980 I thing? Oh. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'd have to think about it. That's a good Lachuk question. rugs or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Maybe Lee Ward's Lachuk rugs. Those are pretty 1980. Um, <laughs> but the thing that's interesting to me about the Vans as a as a product, and I mentioned it a little, is just that the idea wasn't that it, most Star Wars toys. Like you buy a Snowspeeder or you know pick a 70s toy like the Imperial Troop Transport. Even though it's not in the movie, the idea is that you're going to interface with some fantastical element from the Star Wars universe. Right. And the things about the vans is that, <laughs> that when kids played with those, they weren't intended really to be like, oh, um, this is Darth Vader driving this van, and he's going to um, <laughs> kill the rebels by running over them. Like, that wasn't the by running over pattern. trash barrels. More like, <laughs> right, yeah. So they they still like, have the oil drums and the pylons, <laughs> not, not yeah. the... You know, proton torpedoes and the, all yeah. that. Yeah, right. The kid was more intended to think, like, this is my Uncle Charlie's badass <laughs> van, and I'm going to run over some pylons with it, and it just happens to have Star Wars on the side, because Star right. Wars is awesome. Like, right. <laughs> so it was like, there's like a contemporary play pattern to them, and it's like so contemporary that, like, as I mentioned in the article, like, Kenner released an SSP non-Star Wars van set the same exact year, and it's basically right. the same product, right? It just doesn't have the Star Wars graphics. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So. And so SSP, that sounds for what? Is it supersonic power, right? So Yeah. What, what is the... Power. What was the conceit here? Like, you, you pulled, like, a ripcord kind of thing, and they went? I, I haven't actually yeah, played with any of this like before. Gyro in there, 
Okay. And when you put a ripcord inside of it and pull it, the ripcord has like teeth on it. it. It hooks up with a gear that spins that gyro. And when you connect, and then so you're holding the van in your hand, you put the ripcord in, you rip it out, and then the gyro starts spinning on the bottom of the van. Not the wheels, but the gyro in the middle yeah. of it. And then when you put it on the floor, it just takes off. Yeah. Um, and it flies really far across the floor, and it has sparks. That fly All right. Steve, uh, this sounds. This you've never sounds... played with one of these. I, I not not a van. I've had a, similar toys, but uh, not 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 a van per se. I, I I can see some van races at a future it, archive party SSP, being a thing. <laughs> prior to Six Million Dollar Man, SSP must have been like the number one boys toy category item that Kenner had like in the 70s because they just made a ton of SSP stuff yeah um, and then you know they started getting into the licenses with Six Million Dollar Man and whatnot. but SSP is like the last uh, push of old school Kenner that wasn't really licensing stuff so, um, another thing about the SSP toys I think this would have been George Lucas's favorite toy because right? yeah. you look at the name, you look at the name of the set. So just to make it clear, there are two different vans. There's the right. the hero's van, which is white and has a nice picture of Luke doing a jig, looking at the binary sunset. <laughs> Leia, you know, with her arms there, and, and uh, Chewbacca, way bigger than Han Solo, who's out of out of proportion. You know, you have three people there, and then then you have the black van, which is just Vader. It's all good art. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But they yeah. call this two-pack the drag race of the galaxy. And if we go back to the previous George Lucas movie, American Graffiti, again, yeah, going back to that, yeah. you know, George Lucas did drag racing. That's what he liked. He likes speed, right? He doesn't care about yeah, that is a very You're right. That is a very George Lucas product. Um, <laughs> I'd be curious, like, what his reaction was at the time, if he even yeah. bothered to notice. But yeah, you would imagine <laughs> that he would have appreciated it to some extent because yeah. certainly well, he likes racing. Yeah, and I think you mentioned in here they had a a twelve percent markup <laughs> based compared to the other SSP vans that Kenner <laughs> yeah. was offering. <laughs> yeah, and that you know, Kenner owes a chunk to Lucasfilm or to George right. Lucas or Fox, whatever it was, <laughs> um, for every Star Wars episode. I I meant to go back and ask Steve Sansweet or look in his book, like what exactly the contract with you know the licensing agreement called for and i don't know if it was exactly 12 percent um <laughs> i wouldn't be shocked though but yeah it's right around 12 for both the yeah. single vans and the set like compared to the kenner's non-star wars versions of those products the one with the the shark or the dinosaur on it yeah, <laughs> yeah right the dinosaur is 12 percent discount <laughs> right. kind of another thing too reading the copy here it's it is important all these other things that they have. I think this is part of what made all this era fun was just all the terminology. So it says that the white van features headers, mag wheels, and custom grills. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like oh, this has got mag wheels. Good, good, good. Because if we didn't have mag wheels, frankly, I wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth twelve percent. I know when I was a kid, and it wasn't vans. It was more like skateboards and BMX bikes. Like all like the. The terminology was important. Even if you didn't know what it meant, like it had mm -hmm. to have that item, yeah. like because you heard like your older cousin talking about it or whatever. Do you know what my <laughs> example for that was uh, indie trucks? So oh I, my didn't, God. I didn't know that indie was a brand that made trucks. I thought yeah. that there were trucks and that there were also things called indie trucks, which were different than regular <laughs> trucks made by indie. So I yeah. it was just, I was always like, no, I don't have indie trucks. Who made your trucks? 
Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All that jargon. And I do think there is that whole, like, okay, you're trying to appeal to seven-year-olds, but it's like they've heard their uncles talking about this or older brothers or something, so it's like you need to slide in those words so it's like it's cool to them. Yeah, yeah, it, it does all just really speak to to much less, uh, much less cared for time. A much more wild child. The, the whole <laughs> thing. It does feel like maybe you'd you'd have an uncle or an older brother who'd let you do this, and it could just be that. Yeah, too, it probably just... let you take a hit off the beer, you know, and no one's yeah. drinking, right. all that stuff. Yeah, all that all that <laughs> neglect, which people like to pretend was uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So we've just barely gotten into the van. Uh, yeah. So, so we have. So this is the problem, Ron, is that you're actually doing something that you do in the article, which is what's needed, which is we're talking about toys and we're talking about vans and we're talking about toy vans and vans that are toys. So it's all quite confusing. <laughs> so, right. okay. So I think we have most of the stuff we need to say about the SSP. Now, do you have a complete yeah. SSP collection, Ron, for Star Wars vans? Uh, I think I have just about every an example of every Kenner product release. So yeah, right. <laughs> you know variations aside. Okay, so there's just the Star Wars heroes, the Darth Vader, and then the two pack. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are the you know they they released the single vans, the white heroes, and a black in in single packs. And then there was the the van set, which is actually one of the rarer Kenner items. Yeah, uh, and that's both fans together with pylons and and oil drums. <laughs> you got you got to have the pylons and oil drums. Yeah, no, it's the no, only what, Star Wars product I'm aware of that comes with pylons, like orange <laughs> road pylons. Now, what what do those go for, Ron, or, or what have they gone for? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the condition, obviously. But I would say a nice one is you know twelve hundred or so. Okay, wow. for, for the for it's the, not huge the demand, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's it's rare, this you podcast. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not as rare as like X-wing aces, but it's you don't you don't see them that that often. Was there ever a point where like you know X-wing aces used to be the hot toy to get if you were collecting as an adult? Was there ever a time where the the vans were hot? Um, sort of, I guess. I mean, I think it's like if you were to ask a, a big Star Wars collector in 1993, what are the like the really rarest Kenner items, they would probably say the headset radio, X-Wing Aces, the R2-D2 radio, and the van set might be named in there. You know, that's certainly one of those rarer items from the early days of Star Wars. It just wasn't around that much. Wow. I don't know if hot is the right word, but I think it was recognized as a rare item. I know, like, I bought a lot of stuff from an old-time collector who was one of the biggest collectors from the 70s and 80s. Um, this is back in the late '90s, and he he was very impressed with his van set. So, like if he's an example that you you, you take his an, him as an example, I would say yeah, that's one of those items that older collectors would have recognized. Now, did did you buy his van set from him? No, actually, our friend Fluffy bought it. Uh, I remember I remember being surprised that he ponied up the cash to buy it. Wow. And obviously, the honestly the price at the, this is talking about 1997. Uh huh. And the price he paid is probably not that much below what it would go for now. <laughs> wow. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I mean, it probably was like six or seven hundred, and like I said, now it's probably twelve hundred. So it, it, that's probably the, even when you consider inflation. Now, so. is there is there any more story to this this guy whose collection you bought out in the seventies or eighties? Oh yeah, that's a very long story. <laughs> Maybe for another 
podcast. Okay. We have to put that. Yeah, down I bought a lot it. of this guy's yeah. stuff. Yeah, old time collector. Yeah. That that does sound like a, a story for another another day. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds more interesting than whatever else we'd be saying, Steve. But it's okay. That's that's not true. It's not necessarily not, true. Not today, I think, but our next yeah. episode, we have to have him on for that. Right. Right. Okay, well, you so, should do it like a. You should do like an episode where um, just about big fines or something. That would be a good one. Just have people on and tell stories about mega fines or something. But Tom like Chamberlain. Yeah, like mega fines stories before 1999. Well, yeah, way back. I, way I like back that. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not yeah. that mega fines now aren't a big deal, and and they are. But I feel like we've talked about. Yeah, a lot people of them. have heard of them. They go yeah. way back. Is is interesting. Like yeah, big yeah. big collections like that people found in the 90s or whatever. Part of our, our history series, Sky. Yeah, this this unofficial history series that we're, that we're we're getting going here. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, I yeah. actually get excited um, about talking about. It. Okay, then you also have an advertisement here, which I, Ron, <laughs> I know you, and I know that you included this advertisement with these vans and with this <laughs> only because you wanted to show the turn on game. And that, that was the... <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> I was like, do I need to include this? And I'm looking closer at it. I'm like, what is this? I was like, I need to include this. This is just See, too weird. I, when I, yeah, when I was reading this the first time, getting ready to, I had to stop and I had to call Tessa over to like, you need to look at this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So uh, what copy is for this. the turn yeah, what? on game? <laughs> I, I, you know, I. I meant to go look it up in the catalog and then to see if I could find an old commercial from it on YouTube, but I haven't, and I think the fact that I haven't is just some sort of like <laughs> subconscious response of mine that I just kind of want to retain the mystery of it. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to leave that as a, as a weird thing that I don't quite understand. But I, it's just very, but the whole thing is bizarre. The turn-on game, the name of it, the, the image of this guy with the foot fetish grabbing this girl by the ankle... The whole thing is just bizarre. I don't know what uh, to say. Uh, Sky, I think you got to read the, the, the copy for this. <laughs> okay, one second. I will. I am okay. just... One second. PayPal.com. We recognize <laughs> you on this device. So, automatically check out. Pay now. Okay, great. So, I just bought it. So, I will be getting it in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we are going to be playing the we are going to be playing the 1977 turn on game. Um, thank you, Ron, for helping me once again. I'm pretty sure that the you know Matthew McConaughey when he was driving around with his child molester van in the 80s, probably when you opened the van door, he had a a, a version of the turn on game just sitting right there. So it appears to be some kind of twister like game, and the copy here has a picture of a boy and a girl, and they both have their hands on this little machine, and then they're touching yeah. each other's. Like she's touching his nose and he's touching her foot. So it's called Turn On Game. New all family action game. Set timer, follow instructions on cards. When skin contact is made and buzzer sounds, you've scored. Fun for all ages. So that's, the, that's what it says. When skin contact is made and buzzer sounds, you've scored. Um, the funny thing about it is that you get the sense that someone at Kenner was like, okay, we need to make, this is like, we need to market this to the Randy teen market, and we want you to use, like, the copy needs to be suggestive. <laughs> One, it's called the turn-on game, and then two, it's like, involves skin contact and scoring. It's just, the whole thing is a little bit just like, wow, this is really weird. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's made by Kenner, uh, you know, and it's it's definitely it's definitely on its way. I just bought it. It was twenty five dollars plus eight dollars shipping, so not too bad. I got it sealed. Not bad. Yeah. Yep. It's on the box. It says follow cards, make skin contact. When it buzzes, you've scored. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll have to see how it works, and if it works out, I think Steve will play it at the next archive party. Of course, that's the idea. Is we have to, we have to play turn on, because who doesn't want to touch other collectors' faces and noses? <laughs> so weird. Oh God. Uh, I might regret well, the purchase, Steve. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm already regretting it on your behalf. <laughs> uh, all right, so. <laughs> in that ad that the vans are also featured right yeah, so that... who cares about the vans we care about the turn yeah. on game yeah. everyone we... goes nuts for daddy saddle you gotta get in on the turn on game hype okay yeah, I'm, I gonna, think that's... I'm gonna play the role of Yehuda here and I'm gonna yes. get everyone going the bubble gun is dead the daddy saddle is dead the new Kenner hotness like I'm gonna say it like Stefan the new Kenner hotness is turn on game you know, it's that game where you find your sister and you stick your finger inside of her ear and the buzzer goes and you've scored. Okay? <laughs> yep. Uh, That's oh, the God. idea of the turn-on game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, this uh, is another 70s thing, though, Ron. Another 60s and 70s thing is, is how often... Because the word turn-on now basically has one meaning, but it used to have all these other meanings. You know, it used to mean like... You know, like the Beatles, right? Like, I'd love to turn you on. Right? Like, that was about, like, getting you to do drugs. And then it's also about, you know, drop out, tune in, and turn on or whatever. It was also about, like, being connected to the culture. And then it was also about sexual excitement. So this is another relic of the 70s because I don't think turn on really means erotic turn on. But it's just, it's shed all these other meanings. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think the game was intending to open your mind or anything. So yeah. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're right, though. It certainly had more meanings back then. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay. So so then the question is, let's stay in '77 before we go to '80, right? Like let's let's kind of jump ahead in in Ron's awesome article uh, and get to the insane Star Wars special van Pendaflex from Eddie Fluffy. Uh, by the way, I'm upset yeah, this... that, Eddie, that Eddie doesn't want to be called Fluffy anymore. It, it really bugs me, but it's okay. Well, it's better than... He wanted to be called The Shadow for a while, so it's better than The Shadow. <laughs> that's just way too stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, this this is what really... Yeah, I I mean, this is all interesting, but this, this folder... Yeah, this is some awesome stuff. So it's from so... January 78, and it's about 1978 New York Toy Fair. So just summarize this wrong what 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 happened with vans at the 1978 toy fair yeah well i guess some context um our friend eddie um has basically like portable file drawers that are basically filled with original kenner files from a, a certain um division within Kenner, right? So it's like going through them, you can pull out like, oh, here's the file from 1978 of this and that. and um, It's pretty wild. I, I wrote some blog posts a while back about um, display production numbers, like store display right. production numbers. Yeah. And that's where that came from, right? So going through these, I was like, Ed, do you realize you have like these um, 
this paperwork, which shows like how many Collect All 32 signs were made in 1980. It's like, oh yeah, really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was similar. Like I was down there. Oh jeez, it was before the pandemic, so I guess two years ago. And uh, it was Yehuda and me, and we spent a few hours down there. And I went through there, and I just was like taking photos and. Just took photos of all the van stuff because I'm like I don't know when I'll see this stuff again. I just want to save this. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Remember it, and, you know. And then, uh, so recently I just sent him a message. I'm like, hey man, do you mind if I use these in this article? And he's like, I don't have that. I was like, yeah, you do. Go back and look in your folders. <laughs> and he's like, really? Lol, lol. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, he went back and took some better photos for me. Uh, but he has a folder. Yeah, that's like just. There's a, in the article, there's a folder, a, a picture of the folder that he sent me. Just says a Star Wars special van, 1978, um, and it basically contains paperwork and photos related to a proposal made by an outside entity, um, aka Mr. Van, um, to in, Kenner, yeah. <laughs> to um, do two things, uh, and the two things were one, drive the quote original Star Wars van. Um, to Toy Fair for 1978, presumably as like a display model for their showroom, right? Right, right. Um, and two, the second thing was to supply Kenner with an unlimited number of miniature vans, um, custom painted, custom painted to spec, for use as an in-store promotion and I guess a giveaway potentially um, for retailers. So those are the two proposals that this company, Mr. Van, made to Kenner. Um, and, uh, you know, the paperwork just consists of that proposal along with some notes from the Kenner folks regarding, like, you know, uh, their their reactions to it. Yeah. I mean, and so that on on its own is, is awesome. But then there are photos, too, which is just like, that's what just puts us right. over the top. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so there's So these photos snapshots. are from Toy Fair. No, no, they they didn't they didn't uh, they, the proposal Ken, Kenner rejected Kenner it, and they right? didn't they didn't do yeah. either thing, so they decided yeah. not to do it. So I think these photos were sent to Kenner just to show them what the original Star Wars van looked like and what the minivan looks like. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, the photos are like there's the life-size Star Wars van which obnoxiously, I'm sure it wasn't that they're calling it the original Star Wars van, but I'm sure it isn't. It's just their title for it. Um, and it's like they have the van at various van at a van show, and right. it's just kind of showing what it looks like. And I'm, I'm sure they're using it as a model to promote their custom van business. And then they also had the minivan, which is like a, geez, I suppose it's like a third of the size of an actual van. Um, and yeah. it's been custom built by them. It is so I don't cool. know if it's on like a this, rider this mower. Thing is, oh man, this thing is like amazing. Like a rider mower frame or something, and but it it's like basically a, a van that looks like I don't know if it's gas powered or what, but it's got <laughs> it's got like rider mower tires and it's like just a miniature van that that's small but big enough for a kid to crawl inside of, and they have like a model painted up with the Luke and Leia, you know, Hildebrandt slash Young, yeah, um, you know, logo on it or you know iconography on it and, yeah it's, uh, it's just a like basically a miniature of what he's calling the the original star like the right. full-size van yeah so yeah my sense is that mr van was a company that did custom vans and they also sold these minivans probably as 
whatever, like, go buy your kid a minivan. It must have been super expensive in the 70s. But they must have made these, and they painted one up in a Star Wars motif, and they toured that around with their original Star Wars van to van shows. And then they had the broad idea of, like, they probably, maybe they heard that Kenner was making vans, custom vans. Right, right. And so right. they were like, hey, we'll supply you with an un- as many custom vans, as, as many minivans as you want for $800 a pop. Right, And you yeah. can use them as, like, an in-store promotion. Uh, so that wow. was the whole idea. Can you idea. imagine yeah, if those existed? Oh, my God. Well, at least one was made because of this yeah. photo, so it could be out there somewhere. Um no, but, but I mean, yeah, if, if, if that was a standard stores, thing, that would have been wild. yeah, if that was like a standard yeah. thing where like there were fifty still in existence, those would go for like twenty grand. Those would be like famous Grail items. Yeah, I bet that would make Especially SSP if, go up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, presumably if Kenner did it, they would have painted them to match their their SSP vans, I guess. But that would be would, that would have been pretty rad to, to have yeah. something like that. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they didn't do it. Um, the Kenner notes on the thing just say like not interested and as I mentioned in the article like they would have had to get clearance through Lucasfilm and, and the, the, the offer was made in like January right mid-January and Toy Fair's in mid-February so it was like a month turnaround he, he was and, really hoping know, <laughs> yeah was, right yeah. and I'm sure you know Lucas would probably be like okay these guys Mr. Van is out there going to van shows and promoting his Star Wars van and has like Chewbacca making appearances at his van shows I I figured that yeah Chewbacca had to have been a a paid hand of of Mr. (laughs) Van yeah and Mr. Van is not a Star Wars licensee or anything so I I don't know if Kenner's even like okay I'm not going to run this by Lucasfilm because there's obviously issues here Um, (laughs) but yeah Mr. Van you know did did make a stab at the big time and made the offer to Kenner here. Um, yeah, I yeah. think it's probably, you're, you're right, it's safe to say that there's this this group photo of, of uh, some employees of Mr. Van Inc. and then a guy that's not wearing the uniform that's standing on the left side that has the blue uh, the blue suit and the sunglasses. That is definitely Mr. Van. I think it's pretty safe <laughs> yeah, to say Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, he's at least spiritually Mr. Van. <laughs> it hit on me after I wrote this that I was like, oh, good. He's, he's, he's the guy who dressed as Chewbacca. He's just the like, Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> after he got out of the Chewbacca outfit, he just put on that leisure shoot. Yes. He's like hanging out there. Yeah. Um, that makes but, sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I just, it's one of those things like, I've never heard of that before. I doubt anybody has even looked in that folder since the 70s, probably, or the 80s. And it's does, just one of those things. Does Eddie keep these to, like, file cabinets in a cold, dry place? <laughs> oh, like, here comes the archivist. Yeah. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting scared. Oh, this, uh, <laughs> he didn't even remember awesome he had stuff. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but, yeah, it would have been awesome. I mean, just a cool, cool thing. And, you know, I'm sure Kenner had tons of proposals you know in steve sansweet's book from concept to screen to collectible i want to say he has a bunch of weird proposals that were made to lucasfilm like like a, a proposal to um open like a star wars themed bar and all like a like you know right. a, a chain of bars or something like that you know i'm sure just all sorts of weird proposals were made but you, you have to find the, the evidence of them to really write about them and it's kind of cool yeah. to find these relics and bring it to light so people yeah. are aware of it yeah now the real question is steve do we just stop here in the 70s or do we <laughs> revisit the van because we talked about the vans in the model in the mpc model episode, yeah we? I, I, we did yeah the 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 model kit 
blog yeah, we, we should probably mention them just a little bit that yeah that there are three more vans that are radically different and were just made for you know to, as model kits still very 70s yeah r2d2 has a cool dome like it seems like they put a lot more energy into making the sculpt different as opposed to just being you know the same van with a different painting right these are a little more spacey yeah yeah, well, the R2, yeah, I don't, I think that they, that R2-D2 dome is, like, made specially for that van, um, but I think the base vans from MPC, their MPC model kits, mm-hmm. are just recycled from their regular line, right? Okay. So them. And, yeah. like I said, I think the Vader artwork is really rad, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the Vader artwork, that's, okay, here's a question, is this the first time Vader's using his cape in a badass way? Yeah, he's like swinging his cape around, and the red from his lightsaber is creating a, you know, like making it glow. It's like a lance almost, you know, like yeah. And then pulling yeah, and the up Luke the van is terrible. Yes. <laughs> so the Luke van is bizarrely bad. It is artistically bad. Right. In every like, sense. It's like yeah. he's like scrunched in there, and he's got like the the blaster in a weird position because it has to get over the wheel. The got uh an x-wing flying into his neck yeah <laughs> I, I liked it on the luke one you, that's the only one where you see the back of the van with the, the really cheesy may the force be with you text on the, on the, yeah. on the back of door i mean the, that would be the one that luke has you know i bet yeah, vader doesn't it's like see that somebody at mpc is like oh we need to spice this up a little bit why don't we put, just put may the force be with you on the back oh great and then the, the the way that it looks, it's like there's a there's a blaster bolt coming from his gun, which is the same color as the speed lines behind the the X wing that's yeah. flying into his neck. So it looks like it's just one weird like he's shooting out an X wing that's flying around and hitting him in the back of his own head. Just I mean, R two D two is in seventies resplendence that's, with his red yes. and yellow coloring behind him. Vader yeah. looks like a badass, and Luke looks like if you've ever seen somebody who has never smoked a cigarette, and then you hand them a cigarette, the way they hold it, it looks like they have like eight fingers, and none of them are on the right hand, like or like the way my dad types when uh, on a on a phone, like, uh, where it's like, yeah. it feels as though they're like his hands are are like the size of like you know a, a baguette, and he's like sitting like there's some kind of weird like inability, like no one has ever looked more ill-equipped to hold a gun. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know it still includes the glow in the dark decals like the other two, so that that's something yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but those are the um, you know you could complete your custom Star Wars van set. Um, well, it's pretty tough if you want to get the the Kenner the, van, the, the, the double. double pack. Yeah, yeah, but if you want to, it's not too hard to get the the individual NPC and Kenner ones. And, okay. Know, and I would say long reviled within the collecting community, but somebody should uh, appreciate them more because I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, well, the article definitely accomplishes that. It'll, we'll have the same effect. They'll be like the Topps cards and, and Jonathan's. Uh... <laughs> right. I have my Luke rookie van. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I want to go on a weird kind of controversial rant here, which is I partly blame the fact that R2-D2, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader collectors aren't cool enough. If there was a Chewbacca van, do you have any idea? Oh, I would have it like in an acrylic case. I would never, 
ever shut up about that damn thing. Like, it would be such a cool, funky thing. Like, R2, 3PO, Vader, Luke collectors, they just don't know how good they have it. And they just, kind you know... Kind of missed an opportunity not to make a Chewbacca van. As I yeah. mentioned in the article, if there's one Star Wars character who'd be in the custom vans, it's Chewbacca. It's absolutely yeah. a fact. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> Aside from possibly Rick Ollier, whoever yes. you pronounce his name. <laughs> The little droid did it guy. Yeah. That guy's got to love, man. Now, is there a Rick Oldie Pog? That's oh, the real oh. question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I have to look that up. Rick Oldie Pog. Uh, <laughs> looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. Uh, oh, wait. Did you mean I, I misspelled Rick Oldie? Oh, yeah. There is a Rick Oldie Pog. You know it, uh. baby. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's number one. The Wait a minute. Van. That's number one for the episode one pogs. That is the rookie pog. For all of episode pog. one is the Rick Oli pog. All right, there oh, it is. There and it is. Made but by what Pizza. is the what is the rookie Tazo? That's the that's the key question. Mm. Remember Tazos that were like like pogs, but only better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were Star Wars Tazos too, weren't there? Oh, there has to be. Well, yeah. that that was an that was an adventure and a half. That's, it was, uh, yeah. I think we've we've talked about vans. I don't know if we if we were just talking about this whole Mr. Van promotion. If I would have tied it in with the the ride on speeder bike promotion from the '80s, but as I wrote about it, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously this is the same thing as the speeder bike promotion that Kenner and Huffy did in 1984. Um, and I was aware of that, but somehow it wasn't at the front of my mind or my consciousness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so I don't this know to if me. Mr. Right. So in the 84, um, Kenner, as part of their, um, attempt to keep Star Wars in the public consciousness, especially with, uh, young folks, um, cause Star Wars is out of theaters by 84. They had a promotion where they partnered with Huffy to make a ride on pedal bike speeder bike right so it's like it looks like the speeder bike toy but you can sit on it and and pedal it like a like a big wheel and they distributed these to stores and the stores had to run a promotion and then the stores could do what they wanted with the speeder bike right so they could get a lot of them did giveaways or raffles where they gave away the speeder bike which is pretty much exactly what and mr, mr. van was proposing like, to kenner right with yeah the, with the ride on minivan right so yeah. it's almost exactly the same promotion um what is that six years later uh you know it's a it's a child size ride on item it's mimicking a kenner product uh it was used for retail outlets as like a display but then there was a, also a giveaway component um so it's just i almost wonder if someone at kenner didn't steal mr van's idea <laughs> and and just totally rob him of all the credit and the money associated with it and just go with the speeder bike and Huffy instead. Wait, so, uh, so Huffy never made an actual Star Wars item for sale? No, it was just for, for Kenner for them to do this store promotion thing. So it's just for Kenner. So the, is there any kind of like known yeah. affiliation between Huffy and Kenner? Is there some kind of corporate? Is just... Oh, it's just partnered for that. I think Kenner needed someone who had experience making ride-on toys and they partnered with Huffy for that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not aware of any other Kenner Huffy and, and so tie Huff, Huffy so, wasn't part of the fun group. Right, so yeah, there, were, there was no so. definitive way to 
figure out what to do with these things. Like just literally just once the, the promotion was done, whoever had them, had them. Yeah, I think um, I'm looking at the, I, I did a scan of one of the, the retailer promotional items that went out and it just says free promotion and speeder bike ride on toy for your store. And I want to say that, yeah, there was probably a deal just similar to what Mr. Van was suggesting where like the store to get the bike had to, had to buy a certain amount of product and probably display the speeder bike in the store. But mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that the store had, they could decide on their own how to, to dispense your bike at the end of the promotion, right? So, and I know a lot did like raffles or giveaways. Yeah. And there was also, I think Kenner may have formalized it to some degree because there was a store display that may have, I have to go look at the store display, may have had a component where you put your name in or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm get it. thinking the store display has Luke in his poncho on there. I, I, I'm, I think I yeah. know what you're talking about. There was about. a whole thing. But I just I've heard I've heard from different collectors that there were the stores did different things as far as giving those away. Uh, but it was pro the bike was provided to them by Kenner. Um, they may have had to pay, but I think the the main thing was that they had to buy a certain amount of product to get right, it. Right. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's it's really similar to the Mr. Van idea. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's so scheme. similar yeah. that it's almost hard to deny the connection. Um, and it sort of reminds me of speak of old time stories about fines. Um, I knew, well, actually James Gallo knew a guy in the New Jersey area in the 90s who was a collector, and he was a wealthier guy who had a business that he was a concessions business. And I visited him with Chris Gugulius and Michael Mensinger, and I think James, in the 90s, and this guy had a basement filled with toys. Like, he had, well, I mean, the collection wouldn't be mind-blowing to a lot of people, today because it didn't have like rare items but he had just like mind-blowing amount of stuff like loose figures and he i remember he had like against a wall he must have had like 50 chewbacca bandolier straps that he bought <laughs> on clearance and just stacked up against the wall and he just had tons and tons of loose figures and he would set up all the loose figures and he was like a gamer right so he'd invented this game where you could um like do role like roll dice and stuff that like have like battles with your Star Wars figures right and, and this was in the early days of the, the Power of the Force 2 line and he had put together a whole presentation like for, for Hasbro I think presented it to them like to purchase this idea from him where they would buy his game and then they would sell with the figures instructions to how to to, to play this like role play game with your action figures like with dice and stuff to like to do like battles and things man um and Wh he thought it would course, be a way that yeah hasbro it, could could um promote their figures and they turned him down <laughs> but then like two years later they came out with their own version of his idea but it was different mr van entrepreneurship yeah. just shafted yeah. again and this guy was incensed man he was just like i'm gonna sue them and all this because they stole my idea but really there's no law i don't think I, mean, I don't know what the legal barrier is for like what how similar it has to be to like be able to sue but they took it and they changed it enough where they didn't have to pay him um and he just was insistent that they stole his idea but i i, I would imagine if mr van saw the speeder bike promotion in 1984 he probably felt the same way <laughs> right they stole his idea 
Um, and I, I guess the funny thing about the speeder bike, I think I've always got it mixed up with the with the uh, the swing that's a speeder bike. So yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Thing. yeah, I've just yeah. never had it in my head as two different items. So now a lot of things make more yeah, sense. Yeah, that was sold. You could buy that in the store. It was really rare, but you could buy that. The speeder bike was not a retail item. Yeah. Because I remember the speeder bike is one of my favorite Steve Sansweet stories, because he said in Concept of Scream to Collectible, this is an item that was that had escaped him, and he said he'll never do that again because people came out of the woodwork, you know, trying to. Oh like, no! You're thinking of the bike. Like, there's also a regular oh, bike. That was the bike. Yeah. I, oh. Is it Huffy? It may have been Huffy. But there is a Star Wars bicycle that Steve Sansweet wanted, and he wrote about. I think it's Starlog magazine. Oh, okay. and then I guess I got the story. People totally offered it to him <laughs> for like crazy. That was just a traditional bike. That was not the speeder bike. Okay, okay. okay. And that actually ties into my my fine story that we talked about earlier. That I'm going to have to save for another episode. Oh my god, that's, that's really, that guy had one of those bikes. The triple yeah. teaser here. So teaser. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can I can tell you about this about this. The, this Huffy ride-on speeder bike thing, uh, I think I think I would have had one. I mean, definitely Yehuda would have had one if he had seen it as a kid. But I think I would have ended up with one. I think my dad would have managed to, like, not necessarily pay for it, but have been insistent enough because he was the kind of guy who would always go home, like, with the box that the toys came in, you know, like the shipping box and stuff. He had yeah, that kind yeah. of sense. And, and, boy, I wish that we had seen this because this looks like... That would have been my favorite toy ever. Just, yeah. I mean, big yeah. wheels are the coolest. The speeder bike was the coolest. But he, did you have a bowl cut like the kid in the ad? Oh, did I? I had such <laughs> a bowl cut. They didn't even use a bowl. They just they just freehand it, and they were able to get it perfectly circular. Yeah, I was. I had the most <laughs> rad bowl cut. I looked like this might actually be me. But I was but, gonna say yeah. <laughs> but the bigger question, Ron is on this ad copy for you know, toy sellers, it says additional traffic to your store to check secret symbols. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, if you look at the store display that Kenner, I think when they sent you the speeder bike, they sent you a display to put it on. There's yeah. like some contest where you had to match symbols and you had to come back to the store. Like So it was like the whole idea is like you keep having to come back to the store to check your symbols in later weeks or something like that. See, and I, if you match your symbols, you win Kenner Toys or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think that to me, Sky, this sounds like whenever whenever we get to Luke Poncho, I think we need to do a full investigation of this this ride on speeder bike promotion because there's like, so much other I've been meaning to write like, a blog post about it because there's quite okay. a bit just yeah. quite a bit I mean, that goes into I mean, Ron, for someone with as much attention to detail as you have, the fact that you don't have the secret symbols down cold, I mean, that's your mission. I mean, forget the pogs. I mean, don't forget the fidget spinners, but forget remember. the pogs. There's like, like the symbols are like characters or something. Like they, each character is like in a little circle and you had to match them and you know, some goofy promotion that someone came up with. And the whole idea is just to keep you coming back to the store to whatever. Spend more money. Crap at Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow. Yeah. That's I'm I'm glad we, we you know you know what Ron I was all proud of myself for having read the whole article but I totally skipped that part of the speeder bike I thought it was just a joke that the kids looked the same so I'm like yeah all right I'm just gonna move on. Dang, <laughs> like I read the article except for the whole last third of it. Fifty-seven minutes earlier, 
Um, I I just I really read it. Like I read it very carefully. I really. William Shakespeare. 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 William Shakespeare.